Hi, this is Connor from the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Jeremy Worthington, who is the owner of CrossFit Worthy in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. This episode is all about Jeremy's personal story, going from a chubby farm kid to now gym owner, husband, and father. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Weekly Warrior. Hey, Jeremy. Hi, Connor. <laughs> so Jeremy's here with us today. He's going to share his personal story from kind of going from chubby farm kid to now gym owner, <laughs> husband, and father. <laughs> um, so Jeremy, first question, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, what sports you played. Uh, okay. Evidently, I was a chubby farm kid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which isn't far off. Um, yeah, I grew up. I was a. I was always a heavier kid uh, going through school. I went to Battle Creek Central for high school. Um, when I graduated, um, I was playing football and throwing and track and doing a few other things like marching in the marching band and doing some farm work. And I was an active kid, uh, but I was still a larger on the larger end of a high school kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to school at Central Michigan University. I went to try to get my um, bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Uh, my So I entered right first year of that freshman mm-hmm. year at about 242 pounds. Okay. Um, I got roomed. I went in blind and roomed with two really nice guys. Um, but uh, they were computer guys, right? So we just got stuck into playing a lot of video games and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody else. Uh, that was up here, so they were the only guys that I knew. So I just kind of fell into their routine of playing video games or whatever. Uh, but I just kept eating um, the way that I was when I was playing football mm. and lifting a lot and mm-hmm. doing a lot of farm work. So I left that year um, to go back home for the summer at 285. So I I put on the good freshman 40 plus. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Um, so then that next year, one of my friends – uh, introduced me to rugby. Um, so I went out, practiced for a few times, really started to like the game, but I really hated how I felt trying to run around the field at mm-hmm. almost 300 pounds. Um, so I got through that whole season, went home and wanted to do something about it. So um, worked my butt off. I came back my, I think this is junior year. I think I'm getting this timeline right. And uh, I dropped down to about 215, 220. So oh, felt, wow. Yeah, so I felt much better um, playing rugby and whatnot. That was, that was super great. And then, uh, anyways, did rugby through the rest of my college career, graduated as a mechanical engineer, and got a job directly out of right after graduation, the Monday after graduation. Oh, wow. Okay, so I want to go back. Um, I want to talk more about that shift that happened that summer that you went home mm-hmm. and you got down to 215. Um, share like more specifics on what what caused that shift and what you changed. Um, so really, I don't know. Looking back, I really don't know. I just mm-hmm. I was always into um, working out. You're right. I started lifting and doing some a little bit of powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, that I got introduced to for football in high school. And that's when that's kind of started my fitness 
I don't want to say fitness career, but my fitness, mm-hmm. um, me just being engaged in it. Right. Ooh. Okay. Um, so I knew my way around how to squat and whatever. And, um, th- through high school, um, being the already a heavier kid, uh, my senior year, I decided to take out pop. Um, and that's oh, all, yeah. that's all that I ended up changing just because, um, my parents were drinking a, a lot of pop and I just fell into that habit just because it was there and it was normal for me. And somehow I just thought that taking out pop would be healthier for me. I really don't remember why I got that idea, but I did. Um, and just by making that change in my senior year, um, I lost about 10 or sorry, 15 to 20 pounds. Um, but then obviously, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I left at 242, but that's because I was lifting really hard and heavy for, mm-hmm. for football. Yeah. Um, but I lost the chubbiness, right? Yeah. Just by dropping that pop. Do you remember how much soda you were drinking a day? A lot. A lot. What's, um, yeah. What is that? So it, it was a lot of Diet Coke just because that's what my mom had in the mm-hmm. house. And that's what she yeah. Made. But I personally would drink a way too much Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that was my, <laughs> that was my go-to just because, mm-hmm. you know, I was a regular high school kid. That's what everybody did. Yeah. Drink a bunch of Mountain Dew. And now we have Mountain Zevia. Is there really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy some for you. I'll bring it in. <laughs> never... Okay. Go for okay. it. <laughs> um, Jeremy, so tell us about graduation um, you got a job the Monday after graduation. Where did you start working? Um, at a smaller, um, machining place, mm-hmm. um, about 40 minutes north of Mount Pleasant. Okay. So then, I yeah. was, they just, they brought me on as a basic level engineer. I was just doing some designing and stuff like that, some drawing. Okay. Um, so like, what did a typical day look like for you at that point going to work, Ooh, waking up at around three thirty, because 3.30 AM. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's nighttime. Um, cause, yeah, pretty much. Cause we yeah. had to, I had to get up, I had to eat something, um, and then had to drive to work, which started at five. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was about a 40 minute drive up there and then a long day. Um, but I would get out of work. Um, again, around four, mm-hmm. four or five, it'd be another 40 minutes to an hour to get in the drive home. would get home, would, uh, just be able to see Susie, which I haven't even mentioned yet. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely happily married. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but so we just, let, let me back up real quick. So we had just gotten married. Um, oh, right. Yes. That summer or that, I guess, the beginning of fall was September mm-hmm. before graduation in December. Um, and then we got our jobs right after. Um, so we were just married, mm-hmm. just trying to start this life together. And then I got this job that took me away for 14 hours a day. Wow. So anyways, um, there's some context then. So now, right, I would get back home from work at like four or five, we'd mm-hmm. have just maybe a few hours to have dinner and hang out with each other. And then we'd have to go to bed because I'd have to get up at three. Yes. Um, so that was a typical day. Yeah. What was Susie doing at this point? She also got a job right after graduation and she was a preschool teacher. Oh, right. Okay. Um, okay. So let's, 
I want to know how long you were in your job for, and then I want you to share and give us a brief backstory of how CrossFit Worthy came to be. Um, okay, so I did the engineering gig for about a year and a half, two years, and was just obviously with that same routine over and over and over. It just it got real old real fast. We were we were both not happy. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, somewhere along the line, someone had mentioned to me the idea of, hey, you should go check out this CrossFit thing. I know you like to work out. And that was pretty much the, the gist of it. And then were, I did... you, were you working out at this point, like as an engineer? Um, I would do like bodybuilding type stuff. Okay. Were you working out like in your garage? Uh, very minorly. Okay. Um, but prior to that, that's what I had been doing was like bodybuilding type stuff. Okay. Gotcha. So then someone mentioned to you, Hey, there's this thing called CrossFit. You should take a look. Yeah. Check it out. So I did. I got that on the old CrossFit.com. Um, mm-hmm. back in the day, started reading everything that they were putting out articles and whatnot. Um, was really buying in and read a bunch of articles of where, um, for some reason it was also engineers had, mm-hmm. had opened affiliates or whatever. Um, so that gave me the bug and the idea of like, oh, I could maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel. I would have something else I could segue into, Mm. um, that gave me fulfillment that wasn't, um, what I thought I wanted to do. Right. It wasn't, wasn't engineering. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyways, um, so I brought this idea. I remember this vividly. (laughs) Susie reminds me, Uh um, one day I was on a computer and I was, I think I was watching like a clip of like the games in like 2011 or something. Okay. Um, and anyway, so I just, I was watching it and she said, Hey, Seuss, come on over here real quick. And she goes, okay. So she's looking at it, watching these guys working out. And I go, I think I want to do this. <laughs> she's like, what? She's like, yeah, I think this is what I want to do. Not really giving her any context mm-hmm. behind it at all. Just that. And she, I just remember her face of disgust and she's just like, so, why yeah right she's yeah. like this is not what i signed on for right yeah in her mind thinking like this is going to be like um like me going out on weekends and mm-hmm. like putting all my time and effort into working out so i could do competition oh and stuff like that. i see yes. yeah yeah so that's that where was, her mind was yeah and she's like no we already have no time together you're not going to be Yes, putting... you're not gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> devote time to training and like yeah. going and competing. Yeah, so that was me breaking the ice to her about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> in my mind, what I was thinking was, um, all these other guys started training people out of their garage and growing from there. So you know, why couldn't I do something like that? So that oh, was the, yeah. that was the goal was to start um, trying to get some clients and start training them out of the gym and then, or sorry, out of the out of my garage. And as things progressed. You know, maybe someday we would be able to segue out, you know, out of engineering and I could be able to quit the job and we could actually mm-hmm. do something with this thing. Ooh, yeah. Um, so you ended up getting some clients that you were training out of your garage, right? I had like two friends that. Two friends? <laughs> yeah. The, okay. They pretty much just wanted to help out. That was oh, it. Oh, nice. One, um... of them, one of them threw up the first day and never came back, so. Okay. <laughs> So pretty, so pretty much that didn't go over too well. Yeah. He didn't have a good first experience. No, he did not. Um, so tell us when you started getting more serious about opening an actual affiliate. So all of it was, to be honest, it was kind of a pipe dream, right? So I just wanted to do this thing. Um, so I was scheduled to get my level one 
And, oh, yeah. You know, out on the horizon, I went over to my brother-in-law's house and decided, like, I just wanted him to help me build a box so I could do some box jumps on. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. So anyways, we're out in the front yard. We're putting this thing together and then we get it done. And we're, we're jumping on it. Probably look like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah, test it out. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but his across the street neighbor, um, Harriet, was mm-hmm. saw us. And anyway, so either later that day or some point in the future, she came over, um, asked Brandon pretty much just how serious I was into, like, this CrossFit thing. She yeah. actually knew what it was. Ooh, can you, Didn't even ask about Can you tell us how old Harriet is at this point? At this point? Yes. Like so, this point in the story or currently? Either. Just uh, tell people how old Harriet is. <laughs> Harriet is currently 86 years young. Yes. So if we paint this picture, this late 70s year old yeah, woman. Yeah, she was 79. I think she was 78 years young when we first met. Yes. So she's wandering over into the yard and talking to you about CrossFit. Not me, Brandon. Oh, she's yes. talking to Brandon. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Continue. So yep, she comes fine. over. Uh, yeah. Just pretty much asked how serious I was in this CrossFit thing. And he just said, yeah, I think he's kind of pretty serious. Um, and then pretty much just she uh, wanted me to reach out to her. And that was about it. That was kind of the extent of that thing. Mm-hmm. And then anyway, I went to my level one. Um, there, I actually ran into her son and daughter-in-law. They oh, were, okay. They were retesting or re-upping their level one at that okay, point. Cool. Um, so they've been in this game for some time now, right? Because they had to re-up their thing. So anyway, so they introduced themselves to me, um, gave me their card. I didn't really understand the the, the conversation that we were having at that uh-huh. point. Um, I thought that they just wanted. So they live in the UP, right? Not in Mount Pleasant. So where did you go to get your level one? I went downstate to. Um, 810 and so Grambling. this is this is so interesting that your paths are crossing now yeah over right? and over and over yes yeah that's just that's really interesting um, um so yeah the conversation that you're having you weren't quite sure what was going on in their mind yeah yep so charles um he gave me his card and contact information and he was leaving with the idea of getting in contact with me and his mom and moving forward with like a business type thing. I didn't hear any mm-hmm. of this at this point. I was only thinking like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, so when you're going to be down here visiting your mom, you want to come to my garage and work out with me. Okay, great. Yeah, you're like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right? great. That's yeah. all I was taking from that conversation. I didn't really understand it. But anyways, um, smart guy me, before I even left um, 810, at the end of our seminar, I had already lost mm-hmm. his card. So I lost his contact information. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, so yeah, drove home, whatever. Didn't even think about the, the Harriet thing and mm-hmm. just went on with, went on with life. So now I have my level one, I'm still engineering. Uh, but then I'm on a, a road trip down to a, um, I was driving to, uh, back and forth to Chrysler. Um, okay. that was the, my main, um, my main customer that I was working with while I was uh, okay. But anyway, so I was, okay. I was in the car. There was another guy. He was driving. So I was just sitting in the passenger seat. And I vividly remember just staring out the window, just thinking this this is the worst 
ever. I hate this. This sucks. Yeah. Yep. And then I get it. I just get a text from either Susie or maybe from Brandon. Um, but pretty much just said, Hey, uh, Harriet reached back out to, let, let's just say that Brandon was texting me. I can't remember who it was. So Harriet, okay. Harriet reached back out to me. Um, and is wondering why you didn't reach like contact her. She's really, she's interested in helping you start something. And I was like, what? Okay. I mean, this is start what? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. This is interesting. Whatever. So I get home and I talk to Susie a little bit more because she had at this point talked to Brandon and okay. we were thinking like, okay, she wants to maybe like throw us like, I don't know, 500 bucks to get something. I don't know. And just call it a day. I yeah. was like, all right, well, buy like we'll... a, a used rower. Yeah, or who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, well, we'll we'll just get in, a, we'll go over there and we'll talk with her. So we did. We went over there and talked with her. Um, set up a meeting with her and Charles and everything like that. And pretty mm-hmm. much, they just laid out that they wanted to bring CrossFit to our community here, and they were willing to to back us. Um. Which is a big deal. It's That's a huge, huge deal. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so let I'm I gotta give you some context, Connor. Jeez, a piece. I'm all <laughs> over with my story. I'm sorry. That's okay. So um, Harriet wanted to do this. She wanted to bring mm-hmm. this to her community because she had saw how much good it did for Charles when they started doing CrossFit up in the UP. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had started Harriet on her fitness and health journey. Um, by helping her lose a lot of weight by at that point starting getting her eating better. She was eating, teaching her paleo, mm, but either way, okay. so, but either way she was eating better. So at that point she had started to lose a ton of weight and she was very excited with what it was, you know, all these positive things. So she wanted to bring it to her community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somehow I just fell into the mix of me being the, I don't know, I guess the horse they were going to tie their buggy to, you know? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So <laughs> Harriet's passion for wanting to bring it to the community kind of meshed with yours. Yeah. Um, so ultimately you and Susie talked and decided, yeah, we're going to open a gym. Long story short. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So she, they said that like, okay, go ahead figure out what equipment stuff you need, bring it back to us. We'll figure out what we can do. And mm-hmm. so we did, we were like, okay, let's just do this serious. We went out and found, uh, a unit that we could go into, figure out what the mm-hmm. cost would be, um, found out or I made a list of what equipment I thought I would need to start this endeavor. And I went as mm. super minimalist and cheap as I could. Uh-huh. Um, and then we presented it to her and she pretty much just looked at it and just goes, okay. And, we, <laughs> and at that point we're like, what? Whoa, okay. <laughs> like, okay, cool. you are serious. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, so then long story short, the ball just got rolling and then, um, I'm pretty sure this whole conversation and all this stuff happened in maybe like November, December. Okay. And then by March of 2011, I think we opened. Oh, okay. So you oh, op- no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's 2012 or 2013. Okay. So you open, you opened your doors. Um, so before opening the gym, what was your biggest fear? Like, so you decided to quit your job and pursue this calling. Yeah, I did quit cold, pretty much cold turkey and jumped into this thing. And I mean, that was my biggest fear. I went from a job that was giving me money to <laughs> open our door. An unknown. Yeah, completely yeah unknown. a real unknown. I had yeah. no idea what I was doing. Um, what was that first day like? 
opening the gym. This is what it felt like. This is exactly how it went. I had one client. His name was Dale Smith. And yeah, Dale. Yeah. Um, and he only was our client because he knew that we were CrossFit. And at that point, mm-hmm. he was getting into fitness and somebody told him like to check out CrossFit, same thing like that. And he was online and checking it out and he, he saw it as a big challenge and he wanted to do it. So, mm. um, like as we were setting up, like he would keep popping his head and like, you guys open yet? And like, <laughs> as I'm like laying flooring, I'm like, dude, just wait a couple days. He's chomping he was, at the he, bit to get he in really there. Was. Um, but yeah, so I knew I had that one guy coming opening day. Um, so I opened our doors and I'm pretty sure Dale trained in the morning that day. So it was like a, I don't know, like a 5 a.m. Uh-huh. personal training session pretty much. Uh-huh. And then besides that, I just sat there. <laughs> I sat there in the gym and I just waited. Um, so we did like, you know, like Facebook stuff like that. And we would, um, we'd post through our friends and try to get word out and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it grew kind of fast. It was Dale on day one. I think it was like him plus two or three others on day two. And it was maybe up to, by the end of the week, we were probably maybe 10 to 15 deep. Oh, that's pretty quick growth for that first it, week. Yeah, it was. But literally, it was just me. Like, I, we didn't do any marketing. We, again, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just... It was um, blind luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, tell us about what that first year was like. Because it was just you and Susie. Working the business? Yes. Or Susie was still, was she still She was still working. Teaching? Yep. Okay. She was still working. Yeah, she did. Um, she did that for at least the first year and a half. Ooh, okay. So you were going to the gym, opening it up every morning. How many classes were you guys offering? Ooh. I don't know, Connor. <laughs> I would probably. But you're offering some in the morning, some in the afternoon and evening. Yeah. When we first started, just because we a client needed the time or thought they needed the time our mm-hmm. first class was at 4 30 or 5 i think oh because you were catering to who was yeah coming. we had to because we needed to get the people yeah. in there but that that mm-hmm. didn't last more than maybe a month and she i think she moved to a later time thank goodness right <laughs> yeah um what do you feel like was your biggest challenge that first year when you opened the gym and how did you overcome it um, I really don't know. Just get, just getting the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, getting some momentum. Yeah, really. I mean, I came from an engineering background for the most part, like doing that job. I had an exercise background and I was learning, you know, taking as much information as I could and trying to, you know, learn this new job so I could put a good product out. Um, mm-hmm. so coaching wise, I felt like I was Right. Like now, if I would go back and look at myself, I'd be like, you have no idea what you're doing. But at the moment, or, you know, back then, I thought I was pretty darn awesome. <laughs> you, yeah. For people that don't know, Jeremy, you're a natural developer. Like you are just a natural born coach. And you, you can tell like that's your sweet spot and that's where you thrive. Oh, thanks, Connor. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, the, the business side of the thing has always been the biggest struggle but it was really big in the beginning because we had no system set up um Mm -hmm. you know so taking payments figuring out what we had to do for accounting and all that stuff oh yeah Yeah, we didn't really know any of that stuff um 
all the behind the scenes. Yeah, stuff. so that's that's tough to do right off the bat when you you don't have anybody teaching us those things and you don't know. You're just trying mm-hmm. to figure them out. Um, so that and just getting people in the doors, I think, was the biggest hurdles that you're trying to get through in that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like owning a business with your wife? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I really couldn't imagine us doing anything else. Um, like everything, I mean, sometimes we we bonk heads and, um, you know, sometimes it's it's really hard when you get home when the only thing we have to talk about sometimes is the business and the gym because mm-hmm. that's what we're around 24-7. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can't leave work at work. Yeah, sometimes. And it, it, it's active, um, intentional thought to, to not skew the conversation towards the gym and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I mean, it's awesome. It's allowed us to be together all the time, um, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. super, it's yeah. super, it's super awesome. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, and you know, it's the biggest thing is I just keep relating it back to what we were doing when we first graduated those two separate jobs and we were gone from each other forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's, that would be like rock bottom of time spent together in relationships. And we Mm -hmm. are so far away from that now because we get to actively work together Mm -hmm. for something that's going to, for one, it supports and benefits us, but it, it gives us such fulfillment because it benefits so many people in the community that you live in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the main thing is like, we just want to help as many people as we can. And what Mm -hmm. we, you know, those jobs that we were doing were sucking life from us. It wouldn't, it doesn't allow us to give life Mm. to anybody or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeremy, when did you hire your first employee? And what what prompted that decision, and what role did they fill? Um, we our first coach was Caitlin Bino. Oh yeah, Bino, cool. Yeah, Bino was an she was a great athlete. She's a um, she was a she developed into a great coach. Um, and we needed we just needed a coach, right? We just mm-hmm. needed a position. I at that point it was still just me coaching everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it would be. 14, 16 hour days. Wow. Of coaching every single class back to back. Yeah. That's um, hard to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we needed that position filled. I can't remember what year that was. I think it was about two years in when we finally got that first coach. Okay. So she filled the role of taking some group classes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And then okay. she, eventually, she eventually filled the role of taking, um, a little bit more responsibility, like through foundations. And, but that was the most of it at that mm-hmm. point. She was just, cause we didn't really do any PT um, or anything like that. So she was yeah. just, she was just uh, group classes and foundations. Isn't it crazy to look back on that time when you hired your first coach and to see how much the gym has evolved? Yeah. Sometimes I forget about it, to be honest. Yeah. I, how many... <laughs> How many coaches do we have now? Um, five. We four. have five, five coaches, four to five coaches, and we have a handful of interns. Yeah, I think that's why I get my count messed up because right. we have so many, yeah. so many interns here right now. 
Yes. Yeah. That's yep. crazy to see how it's evolved. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, what piece of advice would you offer someone who is looking to change something in their life? So whether it's changing their career path or changing their lifestyle, what advice would you give them? Mm. Um, I would say, to be honest, probably think it through Mm -hmm. and know what that is what you want. Oh yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. cause I, I can't, I couldn't tell myself like back then, like, yeah, you know, set sail, burn your boats, whatever, just mm-hmm. go, go full bore, you know, cause I didn't know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what the heck would happen. Um, but I, I knew we wanted something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to make a change. So I just, so we, you know, we did that. It was scary as heck, but we did mm-hmm. it and we didn't half-ass it. We full board towards that destination. Yeah. You so, guys went all in. Yeah. Right? So I, like you quit your job and you're like, yeah, we're going to open this gym now. Yeah. So if, if, I guess that would be my advice. If somebody is dead set on, I want to make this change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then do it and don't half-ass it. I you like know? that. Yeah. Whole asset. Whole asset. <laughs> That's such good advice. Um, okay, Jeremy, I have one more question for you. Um, what does being a warrior mean to you? Ooh. Um, I think being a warrior to me is um, kind of like that, my last sentence of whole assing it. It's um, being intentional in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, so like right now that I look at it, I'm, I'm, I have three balls that I'm juggling, right? I'm business owner. Mm-hmm. I'm family man as in husband and father. Um, and somewhere in there is still an athlete. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, but I want, I want all of those balls right to stay up in the air and juggled mm-hmm. as much as I can so the biggest thing is obviously there has to be balance but there's going to be give and take every once in a while mm-hmm. but I never lose sight of any one of those yeah you they're know? all key key parts of your identity yeah mm-hmm. um, and I can feel it if I let one slip my everything is just just not right you know what I mean yeah you feel off yeah mm-hmm. um, so I think that's what it being a warrior, it means to me is just, um, finding a way to find balance and keeping all those things rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, Jeremy, thank you so much. This is great. <laughs> no problem, Connor. All right. We're going to go work out. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, all right. Bye. bye. This has been episode nine of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. You can leave us a review and also follow us on Instagram at Weekly Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast. My name is Connor. I'll be your host this week. This week on the podcast, we're interviewing Lynn, who is a yogi, mom of three, and a grad school coach 
who works with low-income first-generation students. Lynn is also a personal friend. She's a meditation guru and a natural developer. She has the rare ability to be real and raw with people and can plant the seeds people need to get past hang-ups so they can start to elevate their existence. If you want to meditate but have no idea where to begin, if you used to meditate and want to re-enter your practice, or if you're serious about making meditation an ongoing part of your life, Lynn is the person you want by your side every step of the way. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. <laughs> 